Hello there. Welcome to Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. I'm your host, Shelley F. Knight. I'm a former nurse and clinical hypnotherapist, term podcaster and author of Positive Changes, a self-kick book and Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing. In each episode, I aim to share my clinical, spiritual, and personal experience to help you feel inspired to create your own positive changes in life. Fear not, it's not just me. Each week, I will bring on a new guest and they will share their authentic story of positive change and the tools that they used on their journey. So if you're ready to be inspired, let's go. This week, I'm absolutely honoured to be joined by the gorgeous soul that is Bobby, who's author of Her Journey Through My Eyes. I recently finished reading this book and I cried out my eyes. It's a really beautiful story, not just of grief or cancer or loss. It actually talks about relationships, passion for life and more. 23 years of a beautiful romance, being together and doing everything together. 100% compatible. Um, we, we enjoyed going to the beach. We enjoyed vacationing in, in Wildwood, New Jersey. We love cooking together, hiking, running, working out, pretty much everything. It was always very romantic spending time with it. And then of course, cancer knocked on our door and everything changed overnight. So for three years, I was her caregiver and her loving husband. And I watched her fade. Breast cancer is a very common disease that takes the life of so many beautiful women each and every year. This episode is quite emotive, but it's also inspirational, a really beautiful reminder of how we need to live our life each and every day. Come join me and Bobby now for a really beautiful insight into Bobby's life that is shared with Lillian. Today on the show, I'm joined by Robert Atenello, also known as Bobby. He is a lifelong constructor worker, but how I know him is author of the gorgeous, beautiful and emotive book, Her Journey Through My Eyes. So hello there, Bobby. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Bless you. I'm all right now, but if you'd asked me on Friday night, I was absolutely in tears as I finished the book. (laughs) You have such a story and I thought it's gonna be a story just about grief but it's actually a story about life about love second chances and more so Bobby in your own time in your own words where do you want to start with your beautiful story of Lillian I start at the beginning how I first met her okay I went to a, a business meeting with my attorney which was pretty much normal hat. And as I was sitting in their beautiful waiting room with my niece, Lynn, I heard the noise of clip-clop of high heels coming down the hallway. And just as you read in my book, it took me by surprise when I saw Lillian for the very first time. She, she basically, she stole my heart right from the beginning and knocked me off my feet. 
uh, as we got to know each other, we discovered that we had a wonderful connection, a lot in common, and it grew into a beautiful friendship and then finally a romance and 23 years of a beautiful romance, being together and doing everything together, 100% compatible. Um, we, we enjoyed going to the beach. We enjoyed vacationing in, in Wildwood, New Jersey. We love cooking together, hiking, running, working out, pretty much everything. It was always very romantic, spending time with her. And then, of course, cancer knocked on our door and everything changed overnight. So for three years, I was her caregiver, her loving husband, and I watched her fade. Breast cancer is a very common disease that takes the life of so many beautiful women each and every year. And the awareness has to be a lot stronger than it is. I lost my wife Lillian, which I don't mention in the story, but it is the month of October. And I wanna share this with people. Lillian neglected to schedule several years of getting her annual breast exam, her mammogram. And because of that, she paid the price. Because of that, I lived my life without her. People have to be aware of that. It's so important for women to go every year. And I would think that writing my book basically is awareness, yes, and a legacy of Lillian but I also want women to realize just how important it is not to ignore it. It could save their life, most definitely keep them healthy. Yeah, and that must be really hard because obviously Lillian's no longer there with you. And do you have moments when you have like those what ifs, if only she had kind of thing? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. It creeps up on you and hits you like a sledgehammer in the back of the head. I'm fortunate enough where Life's moving on fairly well for me. Um, I have a wonderful companion and friend that I spend a lot of time with, and she gives me a lot of support. And she too lost her husband to cancer, which surprisingly was a very dear friend of Lillian's. And because of her and I spending time together and supporting each other, it makes the grieving process move along a little, a little more. I, I would say easier and you don't feel so alone, but yet you still have your moments, times of grief and lonely days and lonely nights. Bless you. There was almost, not on the same level, but there was almost a grief because as I said, your book's not just about, you know, the cancer and things like that. Like when you started, to date and your initial relationship you lost each other for a while there when you went your own separate ways can you just explain about that because there's children involved and it was all going really well but I think it will really help the listeners who may be going through a difficult patch and about to call it a day but just say what happened for you and Lillian and how you came back together yeah well basically it was both our second marriages and we both came with our own children and it was challenging at times uh, we were very loyal to each other and we fought through those hard times, but enough was enough. And finally, I had to call her out on the fact that she was just spending so much time 
shuttling her two children around. And I don't mean to sound crass because I did understand it, but there was just no balance for us. And our relationship was starting to chip away and deteriorate slightly. So before it got to the point where I felt it was no longer salvageable, I told her we need to take a break. It's time to go our separate ways and see what really works for each other. Now, thank God it worked out in my favor. And she realized and she was able to pull it together, balance out and better manage our relationship. But the whole time that we were apart, I always had faith and believed that we would get back together. And I never wanted to be without her. And I think she always, in fact, I know she always felt the same way. So luckily enough, it did work out. And we had many years of a wonderful relationship after that. I thought it was beautiful. And thank you for sharing. Because I know, you know, when we go from one relationship to another, particularly if there's children involved, it is hard. And I think she was quite unsupported by like her ex and there was lack of boundaries as well. So it was, you know, that kind of duty, we kind of overcompensate don't we, for the other parent or someone else lacking in their life. And I really didn't see it coming in the book. I thought it was like you meet and you live happily ever after. But there was this time where you almost grieved each other initially when you went your own separate ways. What I loved is my background. If you know Bobby, I was a chemotherapy nurse. I've nursed many breast cancer patients. And from what I learned from the dying and the previous cancer patients and things like that, it's just like it's a wake up call when you face your own mortality. But this was before Lillian's diagnosis, but she still had that passion I'd seen with people when they faced their own mortality that she just full on lived and took you along for that journey. I mean, it was like an adventure reading the book that not a weekend went by where you weren't hiking or fishing, you know, making love and all those other things you share in the book. How, I mean, like people listening today, how can you sort of tell them how important it is just to live each day like that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm the perfect example of how things can go wrong. I mean, Lillian too, again, she paid the ultimate price. But one thing that she did teach me is you take every day to its fullest. And the one thing that we always did, we practiced is every night we went to bed, you were never angry. And you always said you loved, you loved each other because you never knew what the next day would bring. And then that next day came, right? Yeah. But yeah, you have to appreciate each other. You have to appreciate the love you have for each other. The person you're with, never take anything for granted. Life does turn on a dime, sneaks up behind you. And there's not a lot you can do. And had Lillian always been that way? She always been really passionate about life or was it because it was the second marriage? Was it because she had a Bobby in her life? Where did this passion come that she had in life? Well, I think that Lillian was always spiritual. She was always emotional. As a matter of fact, my attorney in the very beginning said, oh, Bobby, you probably wouldn't get along with Lillian. She's so athletic. She's so emotional, high strung. But her emotion was really very spiritual. And she was deep. And she taught me to slow down, kind of cool my jets and think things through and appreciate all the little things in life. And that's how we evolved into the appreciation of each and every minute of every day and being together. But yeah, she definitely taught me a lot of things. She changed me to be a better person than I was before she met me, that's for sure. 
That's beautiful. So whereabouts in the journey with Lily and I after Lillian passed, where did you discover you had this book inside of you to share and help others? Well, Shelley, I always wrote. In high school, I took up creative writing and short story essay and always felt that I was a creative mind. I love music, I love poetry, I love writing, but I never published. And for 23 years, Lillian always prompted me, you got to start publishing your work, Bobby, because she had all my work in poetry and song lyrics and short stories. And she says, you got to start publishing. And I said, no, 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 no one will ever understand. I'm a rough, tough construction worker. So I always kind of kept it under wraps in private. It was my emotional release. So when Lillian first was diagnosed, just several months into her battle, <clears throat> I had designed and had tattooed on my arm um, a male warrior on the sands of a beach paying homage to the heavens above. And from the heavens above is a female warrior and eternal life, extending her hand towards him as a gesture of love and devotion forever. The night that the tattoo was finished, I came home to show it to her. Naturally, she was teary-eyed and she loved it. And it was that night I told her, I'm going to do it, Lillian. I'm going to write my first book and get it published. And she asked me, of course, what the storyline was going to be about. And I said, it's going to be our true love story. But more importantly, it's going to be a legacy of who you are, the spirit of who you are, how courageous you are and how you're fighting. And it's going to be more of a story of your battle with cancer. And then I told her the name of the book was going to be Her Journey Through My Eyes. So that's how it came to light. When I told her that, she made me vow and promise that I would complete this book, stay focused, get it published, and keep writing and keep publishing as long as I can. Because she always felt that's truly what you should be doing and who you're meant to be. So that's where we're at. I absolutely love that. So for people who are sort of caring for others who are going through their own cancer journey and things like that, and they're by their side, what advice could you give them to make it easier or to try and make sense of it all? Well, as you battle through their, their journey along with them by their side, you have to subconsciously, if there is such a thing, prepare yourself for the inevitable. If it's a terminal illness, more often than not, everybody knows the cycle where it's going to wind up. So while you're preparing yourself, you have to always remember that you have to be there for them. Give them strength. Give them positive energy. And the most important thing that you do as a caregiver for a loved one and I've often said this, you have to let them know every day through your actions and your words how much you love them. Don't take it for granted that they know. They need to hear it. They need to feel that love. That's their energy. If you give up on them, they'll give up on themselves. So as a caregiver of a loved one, I would say that you sacrifice yourself for the time that you're helping them and you try to think, and you try to be strong for them. That's truly beautiful, and I really hope that it helps people. So you almost have like um, an anticipatory grief that they're still physically there in front of you, but you know 
that you know the death is coming and things like that how does the grief compare afterwards like when Lillian you know transisted well as I said if there is such a thing you try to prepare yourself but nobody's going to prepare for the last breath nobody's going to prepare for that final transition of life to death it'll hit you hard and the grief is altogether different because now there's it's almost like you're panicking. You're alone. I describe it as the first days of grief. You feel like a piece of driftwood out in an open sea with no horizon and no shoreline to go to. And over time, you'll find that horizon and your shoreline. And the hope is you get up on the beach and find your village and you can become whole again, join life. You know, I'm, I'm still journeying through that process of the healing but the grief altogether is different after you finally come to terms with that you lost the one that you loved than when you're trying to anticipate how am i going to handle it it's a harsh reality but everybody can get through it it's you know life is for the living and you have to learn that it's one foot in front of the other day by day do you think it helps if people believe in something? Because I know you said that Lillian was very spiritual. Did you think, do you have something that you believe in that helps you get out of bed every morning? Oh, absolutely. I always believe life after death, the eternal life. And I always believe that after you lose a loved one, that their spirit is connected to you. I believe that everybody has an inner spirit inside of them, your soul. That's your energy source. That's what keeps you going every day. Nobody plugs you in. You don't come with batteries. And I believe that when you lose a loved one, someone so connected to you, that their eternal spirit is connected to your inner spirit. That's the connection. And I also believe that the reason why people don't realize this, they don't recognize it, is because your body's nothing more than a host, a vehicle to go through life and navigate for your inner spirit. And it doesn't recognize this. But once you can connect, and you can realize that there is a spiritual world and you can connect. Perhaps they're in your heart. You'll start to realize they're still here amongst us. They are. You just can't see them. You can't touch them. You can't kiss them. You can't hold them. But they're still here. Now there are guardian angels. Bobby, I seriously hope the words you just shared are part of your next book because that was beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, my trilogy of books that's coming out, the next book is Where Do They Go? And it's all about the spiritual life after death. And it explains a lot about, about my philosophies, my upbringings as a Catholic, spiritual beliefs, philosophical beliefs. And after Lillian passed, there's been so many things that have evolved and different events that I've experienced from medium psychic to Lillian actually reaching out to me. And I know this all sounds bizarre, but it's in my book. There's a lot of factual conversation, if you will, where even people close to me saw the signs from Lillian. I mean, we have a strong connection, my late wife and I, and people have got to believe that there is an eternal life after death and they're not 100% gone. It's all in my next book. See, I totally agree with you and I'm obviously slightly biased, but 
in September this year, I published my second book, Good Grief, The A to Z Approach of Modern Day Grief Healing. And yes, my background's nursing and clinical hypnotherapy. But as I've had lost in my life, Bobby, I've learned actually this is just a physical body that I feel with my life experience and feedback to source. And I totally agree. And I've only learned from having you know, so many challenges in life. And in my book, the tools I say, yes, you might do talking therapies and medication, sure. But it is like mediumship, you know, all the clear senses, oracle cards, trusting yourself, crystals, auras, you know, ascended masters. You know, there is more to it, isn't there? And I think it helps. I know it certainly helps me with the grief I've had that when you find something to believe in, whether it's clinical, spiritual or faith, it just makes our journey easier. Almost definitely. Again, I lean on it. I know that I'm not alone. And I can even extend the story out further. Uh, again, that lovely woman that I'm friends with, she was going to go to counseling, grief counseling. She was on the fence. What do I do? What do I do? And I told her, well, I went to see a medium psychic. And, you know, I told her of my experience. And she listened to me. And she went to the same person. And she definitely told me, she says, Bobby, thank you. I got more out of that. And I feel better inside than if I went to a counselor. Because really, what is a counselor going to tell you? They're trying to teach you how to process through grief. Now, that's wonderful. And everybody's got to learn that part of the puzzle, too. But when you actually believe and that there is a spiritual world and life after death, it gives you such a comfort. You lose a lot of that I'm alone feeling. You understand that, well, you know what, when it's my time, when my journey's done in life, when my job is over, I will now join that loved one in the spiritual world. I will then become part of that spiritual world. It's such a gift to believe in, and it really does exist. Yeah, you just give me a light bulb moment. So people that have known me for a while will know my beautiful stepdad died back in 2005, very suddenly. And I got sent along to a grief counsellor that we had at the hospital for the nursing staff and that. And it just wasn't for me. And if it, and please don't disregard this, what, you know, people out there, maybe you get on really well with the grief counsellor. But for me, I didn't like it because I was just like, I had to tell them about my dad before I could even get onto my own grief. But with the mediumship that I went to, they would give me evidence about my dad, you know, about his humor and his personality, he'd be watching me and the children, you know, and that was the huge difference for me. And I hadn't realized who you shared about yourself and your companion that with a grief counselor, we're giving out, telling them about our loved one, but with spirit, you know, we're being told and, you know, you can't question that. We could question it, but I don't think it'd do anything. But I think that is the gift in it, isn't it? Oh, most definitely. I mean, when I went there and I found out, wow, this really exists. Lillian is reaching out to me through the medium. I couldn't believe it. And it wasn't scary. I mean, it was so comforting. It was so real. I mean, there were certain things that Lillian and I discussed when she was still here in the flesh. And one of the things, and this is in my, my next book, my sequel, is that she said, Bobby, I want you to ask me a series of questions. And when I get to the spiritual world, I'm going to answer those questions. So I did. We discussed it. She even devised a code that she was going to come up with. So I knew it was her. She went as far as to say, I'm going to resurrect and I am going to 
I'm going to connect with someone who passed away just before me that I didn't meet in the flesh. Okay. She went on to tell me about certain things that she was going to do. I don't want to get into it too much because it's going to be in the book. And then after she passed, I asked her questions in the privacy of my living room at night because I always felt that was the place that I could connect with her in the spirit world because that's in fact where she passed away is in the living room through hospice. When I went to the medium, she came up with the coat, first thing, bang, nailed it. Then she told me she was with that certain person that she wanted to be with. And then she started answering the questions that I asked her in the flesh to let me know what I believed in is actually true. There is a spiritual world. And then remember I told you that I was talking to her in the, in the comfort of my living room after she passed and asking her questions about my guilt that I felt. Did I do it? Did I do everything I had to do? She answered those questions. So that told me right there, they can receive you. They understand you even after they pass. They live within your heart. They know. They know what you're thinking. They know what you're saying. They know what you're doing. You just can't see them. You got to look for those subtle signs. They come out all the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking your companion, was almost like a synchronicity, as you said, to meeting her and like, you know, the mediumship reading. And I always like, even this morning on the dog walk, Bobby, I was thinking about the week ahead and then like really loud bird sound. I thought I'm just going to ignore it. Then it came again and it was a robin, which I always think is a loved one. And, you know, the white feathers, the coins, you know, keeps in spiders recently. And I do, you know, when we become more aware of ourselves in our, you know, our place in life, the signs are there. We're never really alone. And we, you know, we might feel desperately alone in our grief and life without them, but they are around, aren't they? Oh, they definitely are around. They definitely are around. She comes to me in so many different ways. She loves device. She loves to come to me through my cell phone. Um, she's got several different ways. She loves electricity, lights blinking on and off. And this wonderful woman that I'm friends with, she's actually been with me and she saw the light blinking on and off when we mentioned her name or we mentioned her, her late husband's name. Because again, Lily and her late husband were good friends. So I guess it's destiny. Maybe perhaps we're meant to be together. But yeah. it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. I really do. So when you look back over the journey you've had with Lillian, what's been the biggest life lesson in there? What's the most you've learned from it? Lillian taught me to enjoy every day to its fullest. And I was a, a man who was worried about uh, all the superficial things, uh, making sure that we had plenty of this and plenty of that, and we wouldn't be without. And she finally taught me, slow down there, buddy. Just worry about the love that we have for each other, that we can always control, and that we can be thankful for. And in my book, she also said something to me that people will read where she said, Bobby, don't be greedy trying to pick the fruits that life has to offer, but instead be thankful of what you have and nurture the tree that the food grows on. And that was her way of telling me, be thankful for what we have, the love we have, 
and stop trying to grab all the little treasures of life because it really didn't matter in the end. I lost my, my beautiful treasure, you know? So that's what she taught me. Just appreciate what you have, make the best of it, stay positive. Thank you so much for sharing. As I said, I've been reading your book and I cried so much. I wasn't even having a bad day, Bobby. I was in a good positive thing, but it's just beautiful. You know, how you got through the relationship, the blended families, you know, just how you had a blast every weekend, you know, the love, there was a real youthfulness about your relationship, which I loved. But then like, you know, the cancer, just all of it. So please do share, where can people buy your book? Uh, they can go on Amazon and they can purchase it through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, um, Kindle eBooks, uh, and through Archway Publishing themselves. And also they can go to my website, which is www.robertattinello.com. And her journey through my eyes will automatically come up and they can order there too. So it's, it's pretty accessible. Uh, it's doing well. It's maintaining a five-star rating. Thank God. So There'll be another one coming because I've absolutely loved yes. it. Yes. Bless you. So next for you is the, the next book, the spiritual one, which I'm so going to buy as well because, well, it's spiritual. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Where Did They Go? Um, I will be getting my editorial staff together possibly the end of next month. I'm probably about 75% through writing the book. I, I, I write quick. I, I'm writing in my head all the time. So when I finally sit down to write, it's all right there. It's logged in. So I'm kind of spacing it out, letting the journey book breathe a little bit and mark it out. But that'll go through publishing probably before the first of the year. So I'm hoping that will be available uh, the first to the middle of spring next year. That too should be available. Also will be through Amazon. Bless you, Bobby. I loved reading your book and learning the story, but to meet you in person and just share the wisdom and the beauty. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Shelley, for having me. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review. If you would like to create your own positive changes, you can buy Positive Changes, a self-kickbook from all online book retailers or from ShellyFKnight.com. If you need a dollop of positivity until the next episode, come like and follow us over on Facebook at Shelly F. Knight, Life Goes On. As always, I've been Shelly F. Knight and you've been amazing.